The following broadcast is brought to you by The Sweet Peaceful, consisting of Kelton Burns, Alex Curtis, and special guest Cameron Donahoe. Enjoy. I'm from South Woodby, and so it's kind of like a small town. There's a lot of like, uh, a lot of trees everywhere. Uh, it gets very, it's right by the water, so it gets very, very foggy on some nights. And uh, one night, me and the boys were hanging out, chowing on some some fast food and uh, sipping on cold sodas like good boys do. We weren't underage drinking because we were good little boys. And uh, we were gaming, hanging out, and then we're like, yo. We're super hungry. Uh, we want to go get some food. And there's like, it was like 10 o'clock at night and everything closes at like seven besides one Dairy Queen on, on the very, on the south end. Uh, note, uh, all Dairy Queens kind of suck. So uh, having that be your only choice for fast food is not the best. Um, and so we're like, okay, we'll go to D- DQ and get like two pounds of fucking buttered toast, I guess. And then go from there. And, uh, <laughs> and so we're like, okay, cool. And then, so me and my buddy hop in my car to go down, uh, to go to Dairy Queen. And it's pretty close to his house. It's about, uh, like a mile away, roughly. And he, he gets in my, my co-pilot seat and I'm driving and I'm, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a dumb young kid. I'm not really paying attention to the road too much. And I'm just fucking kind of speeding, you know, doing young kid shit, doing young, cool kid shit not paying attention to road laws. Um, and it's a super foggy night. And, uh, I was going around this round, not a roundabout, but like this long curved windy road. And at some, like I noticed that I didn't quite notice it, but like the fog was getting like pretty fucking thick and it kept getting more and more thick. And, uh, I could still see the road, but just kind of like barely. And I kind of had to turn my high beams off because clearly like catches the fog. And, uh, I actually turned my high beams on, and when I did, I saw, like, the fog coalesce into the form of a deer, and uh, I slammed on the brakes because I thought I, I hit a deer, but uh, the second, like, my car made contact with it, it just dissipated into smoke, and then I my car just kept going. And then I went and ate some Dairy Queen. Pretty fucking crazy. It was like the most like adrenaline I had in my body while consuming Dairy Queen. It was fucking nuts. Dude, I hate real life sex, you know? I just I just want Stardew Valley sex. That's all I want.
63rd episode of The Sweet Peaceful. I am Kelton Burns, your host. Today I'm joined by Alex Curtis. Hello, hello. And for the first time ever. First time. But not really. <laughs> Cameron Donahue. Not the first time today, that's for sure. <laughs> hey guys. Yes, welcome to the podcast, Cameron. Uh, for those, just some little background information, little, uh, <laughs> little context. <laughs> this is the second time we're recording this episode. Uh, we recorded it earlier today, but there was some technical difficulties, and so we are recording <laughs> it again. And yep. uh, so I think this is actually for the for the better of the for the episode because there's on a little bit of a time crunch um, last time, so I had to I had to shorten some segments that I I would have let breathe a little bit. So I already asked you these three questions or these yeah three questions before, but I'm gonna ask them again and maybe another one just to get some fresh fresh stuff in here too. Cameron, what are your uh, what are your top three video games? As I ask every guest. Yeah, uh, I'll happily give you that information. Um, so my top three are probably uh, a bunch of sequels. Uh, Arkham City, <laughs> fantastic game. Uh, fully use utilizes uh, Batman's Rogues Gallery. Makes you feel like a Batman, a, a Batman, the Batman. Uh, and yeah, it's just like it, it's one of the first games I ever one hundred percented. And it just feels so fucking good to play. You know, I've never had the urge to, like, wear a cape and fight crime in a dingy city, but it looks pretty sweet now. So, uh, I would recommend it. Arkham City's fucking sick. Um, Titanfall 2, uh, fantastic. Great campaign. Fantastic multiplayer. Um, really cool storytelling and mechanics uh, in the, the campaign, as well as really fucking cool, like, speedrunning techniques that are used to manipulate a lot of the glitches and shit. I wanted to say this last time, but I decided not to in the, in the, in the sake of time. Mm-hmm. But I, last time I talked about how I, I prefer Asylum over City. And so, yeah, we, we talked about that. Um, but with Titanfall 2, I Titanfall 1 was the game that I was most anticipating for Xbox One when the Xbox One first came out because Respawn is made up of a lot of the devs from Infinity Ward that left after modern warfare 2 which is my one of my favorite call duties Same. so i was really excited to see what they were going to make next and i was super excited by the concept of like you know a like big fucking robots having a big fight while all the players on the ground are also having this big fight so i played through that campaign probably like i think probably 100 hours into that campaign because did have you played titanfall 1 at all I yeah, it was just like it told a campaign through like the multiplayer, right? Like it didn't have like a yeah. legit storyline, right? It had, it had like it had like uh, I don't know because because the the campaign was told through uh, multiplayer, where there would be five players on your team and five players on the enemy team. The you'd still play through the missions in chronological order from start to finish. Like it, when you entered into the campaign, you'd randomly be assigned into a mission and you knew what mission was coming next because at what map was next, because that was part of the campaign. Mm-hmm. But that was like my favorite game mode was the campaign because they were more, uh, a little bit objective oriented. And like you always had like a kind of a weird variety to the missions, but I, I would play the campaign for hours and hours and hours, start to finish, start to finish, start to finish. And I fucking love Titanfall. Uh, Titanfall 2, I never got into the multiplayer. I know Alex did for a while, uh, but I did play through that campaign, and I gotta say, Titanfall 2's campaign is fucking groundbreaking. Like, that that campaign has no fucking reason to be as good as Dude, it is. Dude, that's what like, I'm Titanfall saying. Titanfall like, 2's campaign, so Just good. having a campaign in general on top of that game is cherry on top, but, like, the campaign is honestly one of, like, 
the funnest campaigns I've played. It doesn't overstay its welcome. It's not like each level is like wildly and drastically different than the last, as well as it introduces like a new mechanic that is really f- fucking fun to play usually. Uh, and it, it's just, it utilizes like all the mechanics like in its tool belt super well, as well as the storytelling and like the chemistry between all the characters is really good. And it's fucking great, man. It's just so goddamn good. Have you read about what's going on with Titanfall and Titanfall 2 right now? No, I haven't. I mean, I've heard like uh, there's there's a, <laughs> they've been like releasing Titanfall 2 over and over on like like PlayStation Premium and like on like releasing it on Steam at heavily discounted prices and stuff. And so there's that kind of those those like business tactics are causing like different spikes in popularity with the game to happen over the past like year or so Be- because it was like the the Dude. servers were like dead for a while. Dude, like it is there is too big of a story for me to summarize. <laughs> but the best I can summarize right now is Titanfall Two is completely in the hands of hackers. Oh yeah, who have completely have completely killed the game to the point where counter hackers hacked apex to put up the message save titanfall.com but these counter hackers are like shady in a way where they might be in conjunction with the hackers that are keeping titanfall 2 down but titanfall has i guess one or two developers in charge of it and that is just not enough to fucking combat the hackers that have now taken complete control of the titanfall 2 servers have they can do absolutely anything they want with them so they've just kept them completely down and like ign did like this weird investigative fucking piece into trying to figure out what the fuck is going on and it's a really long read but if i i recommend anyone who's you know interested in and reading it like even me who has never played titanfall 2 multiplayer outside of maybe one match found it really entertaining to see the fucking lengths this reporter tried to go through to figure out what the fuck is going on with titanfall 2 and he like got in the discord with the hacker group and also the counter hacker groups and like just they i guess they were playing around with him and shit but yeah dude titanfall 2 is like in shambles right now unfortunately yeah that's a real shame that fucking sucks that's fucking wild man i i heard yeah dude. i heard vaguely through my friend and i don't know the validity of this but he he said that like so some like a hacker took over titanfall 2 and like it was like it was completely like in his hands essentially and then some like saudi prince or something put a hit out on the the hacker that like took control of the servers and uh like he he like threatened him or something and apparently he relinquished something like some access to the servers i don't know how true that is but uh <laughs> I, I guess that's that's worth looking into i guess that's fucking lit dude, dude like what? at this point enough has happened to make a four episode documentary series on netflix on like what the fuck is going on with yeah. the titanfall 2 servers <laughs> that's fucking crazy but, dude yeah dude uh, yeah, I wanted to dive into that a little bit last time, but I was, like I said, we were pressed for time. But yeah, what is your third favorite game? So my third favorite game is Portal 2. Uh, like, just the physics involved with, for- the port- with Portal 2 alone is really great, but it's also one of the few games that, like, made me 
consistently uh laugh throughout literally like the entirety of the game like almost like every five minutes i'm busting out and that's fucking great like it's so hard for a game to do that for me and they did it handily they did it very very well and it didn't really ever get old as well as the story is really really fucking good and like after that yeah, i would watch not only speed runs but like also like deep dives on the lore and stuff and like all the like j- just the environment is really fucking cool like the uh, like the testing facilities and stuff also say that's probably one of the greatest co-op games even over 10 years later Real, the uh such a good like game. the two robot modes where you're just like is there a story to that or is it just you guys are sol- solving levels because i've never actually done the co-op there might be like a fucking uh rough story going on but it's mainly like you guys are going through and solving levels and there is like a little bit of uh, dialogue between the two characters as well but yeah like straight up one of the best fucking co-op campaigns i've ever played i uh i love portal 2 uh for that reason as well yeah uh, I've, I've played it like i messed around a little bit in the multiplayer and it's like it's so interesting how adding that like whole new player adds like a whole depth to the game because you have that much more portals at your disposal and so it like it turns some of the puzzles completely on their heads and it's really fucking cool yeah and like sometimes one person will have control of only one of the portals while the other one mm-hmm. player has control of only the other side of the portal which you know that'll make things mixed up yeah dude but yeah i I think like in terms of puzzle games that shit is god tier as well as just in terms of storytelling and gaming as well yeah it's like i've always wanted a portal 3 but maybe it wouldn't be as good yeah that's true maybe that that's what keeps valve from making third entries to all their games they're just like we just did so fucking good on the second one may as well just never release third entries Aren't they there? I thought they confirmed they're making a third of some, something. Maybe it was Half-Life. I, I mean, they made Half-Life Alex. Alex. Maybe that's what they're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. I do have some honorable mentions, though, to the, the Smash series. That's probably the game that I've put logged the most hours in over my my very few years on this planet. Um, I played just so much fucking Smash. That reminds me, dude. What's up? There is something I wanted to talk about. Have you heard about the Warner Brothers multiverses Smash Bros. like game being developed? What? No. Oh, here is the fucking uh, supposed leaked characters that are coming to this multiverse Smash game. Steven Universe, Adventure Time, Batman, Harley Quinn, Superman, Wonder Woman, Gandalf, Rick and Morty, Tom and Jerry, Bugs Bunny. Yeah, dude. So apparently they're making a fucking... A fucking Smash game. (laughs) So they're making like oh and Shaggy like a, Shaggy from Scooby Doo. Of course, you, you gotta have Shaggy, <laughs> the godlike Shaggy. Um, yeah. So uh, they're making like a Smash style game. It's not like Smash Bros. The next Smash Bros. is just gonna have a bunch of Warner Brothers characters in it. No, it's gonna be you know like kind of like the Nickelodeon's brawl that just came out. Or yeah, whatever, the but, uh, the uh, God, what's the term for it? It's like a platform based fighter or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I just posted the uh, supposed leaked. Uh, characters bugs bunny tom and jerry and uh in the discord but but yeah um dog i'm i'm for that that sounds sick very interesting i hope that one day i'm honestly comes to mortal Kombat. i don't think anyone else would stand (laughs) a chance at that point yeah where he belongs amongst the gods of fighting yeah he just breaks the game 
I feel like Mortal Kombat would more <laughs> accurately uh, capture his uh, brutality as well as just like the, the bloodlust. He's, he's so subdued in Scooby-Doo. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he's restrained by Warner Brothers. I know, they got the shackles on him. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's like Rock Lee's ankle weights. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> yeah. censorship. Like, who, who are your uh your mains in Smash? Oh fuck yeah. Um Pokemon Trainer. In any games I have Pokemon Trainer, I always love to play Pokemon Trainer. Um Samus is number one in every single game. Samus Aaron is the fucking the the best. Um and Sephiroth nowadays too as well now that Sephiroth got dropped which is by the way the fucking the DLCs this year or like the DLCs for this game are honestly insane like compared to other DLCs like these DLCs there are some like kind of bummers like the Fire Emblem characters that all got dropped like yeah who fucking cares it's more Fire Emblem but fucking Sephiroth and Sora and uh yeah minecraft steve and banjo and kazoo it's like it's just a huge list of like dream characters you know yeah dude i uh when smash bros came out on 3ds at my uh, high school there was like everyone would be playing it in the lunchroom and i just remember like this all this shit would go down and be like that kid's the fourth best fucking jigglypuff in portland we're like oh my god dude that that kid right there he's the best fucking greninja in the school so i just remember i was like all right i'm gonna pick a character that no one else plays i'm gonna play the shit out of that character and i'm gonna try to be known as the best in that character so i went with we fit trainer and nice. i fucking we fit trainer every day every day after school during lunch we just fucking go sit at the smash table where Hell yeah, all the, sweaty, the hours sweaty competitive kids and be like all right i'm throwing in my fucking money with a Wii Fit trainer fucking it's like a little nintendo switch or nintendo 3ds gambling ring going on rise with the sun or whatever she says dude (laughs) (laughs) but yeah dude dude, i i'm really rusty now that's like a that sounds like an anime almost where it's just like the ranked strongest smash players in the school everyone's vying for the number one spot i can see it now all (laughs) those kids all those kids were also in anime club uh, so that makes it makes even more more sense here, but yeah, yeah. shit would get fucking competitive, man. Like, Dude, I can imagine people would walk away pissed. Like, but yeah, just just real nerd shit. What are uh, what are your other honorable mentions? Um, a lot. Honestly, like I would say the entire Telltale series, but probably Wolf Among Us is uh, number one for me, just because it's like such Dude, a unique storyline. I know, dude. I'm fucking stoked. I, when I saw that, I was like, I did like I, I was blown away because I didn't think it would ever get a sequel because it was so like underhyped. Yeah, not only that, but then Telltale went bankrupt and fully died. But now I guess they're being yeah. brought back from the edges of the abyss. Yeah, thank fucking god. I I fucking love Telltale, dude. It, whenever like I meet someone who's like, oh, I just like got into gaming. I'm like, dude, you should play Telltale or they're like I have a girlfriend and like she doesn't game a lot but I want to play games with her I'm like you should absolutely play Telltale games it's super easy to pick up super easy to understand and it's got really good stories to tell yeah and if like if you've played all your share of Telltale then I would suggest Life is Strange series and the fucking if you want to go in a more horror direction Until Dawn I love and, Until uh, Dawn yeah and the fucking Dark Pictures anthology series and I guess, like, another honorable mention would probably be, like, What Remains of Edith Finch. Like, that's a really, Ooh, really good game. That's a deep pull right there, dude. That's a good one. Hell yeah. That shit. 
slaps. Uh, I have a soft spot for walking simulators, man. Same, dude. <laughs> fucking same. The first one I played was Journey, and I was I was fucking hooked, my man. That shit got me. Got I me forget, good. Snipe I forget my what butt. the. Oh, what's that one walking simulator where you go into a home and it's like you're trying to figure out why this girl left home? Gone home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've played a lot of these fucking walking simulators, dude. <laughs> yeah, a lot dude, of time I got, looking at shit. I got heavy into those for a while, but I mean, it's been a minute since I played one. Yeah, I, I played so many just because like my girlfriend like would like to play games with me, but she can't really put inputs in super fast, or like she she can't really like help a lot in terms of like uh, competitive or a whole lot of co op situations, which is fine. But she still wanted to be involved, and so I was like, well, like you could just like walk. And this one, and then we like piece together a story, and so yeah, that it was just super easy to play with her with that one, which I feel like is such a huge draw for those. Oh, for sure. Um, I mean, we've talked about those these types of games before in the podcast, and how like some people argue whether or not they should be considered games or like more like audio books with visuals or whatever. But I still I still consider them games, and a, a big fan of them. Okay, uh, quick movie list. Um. Fucking uh, Batman the Dark Knight. Once again, yeah. Batman's rad as hell. And I feel like Fucking this is like... That movie. It's so good. It's so I goddamn good. Movie, and it's just... I, I think it so it's much. the best acting portrayal of like a villain. Like It's literally like my the favorite same. villain in all of villains, which is the Joker, yeah. obviously. And it's just done so goddamn well. Uh, it's a <laughs> true fucking masterpiece. Even if you don't even like superhero movies, you should fucking watch The Dark Knight because it's super. No, good. no, no! I killed the bus driver. It, it's so oh, it's, it's so good. Dude, when I was watching the fucking Batman trailer today, when we were seeing Dune, I, I was literally thinking, I wonder if they just look to to The Dark Knight as like the holy grail of like we need to aim that high or whatever. Dude, like, I fucking yeah. hope so. God, all the Batman movies after that have been, have been absolute ass. You didn't like the third one with Bane? I didn't like the third one, honestly. Like, I thought it was like... Mm. I mean, the the crazy thing about The Dark Knight is that, like, I'm not even that crazy about Batman in The Dark Knight. Same, same. Like, I think Christian Bale gives, like, a very average performance as batman like it's it's it, it's serviceable and gets the job done but it is absolutely not the same caliber of acting as compared to uh heath ledger's joker like I, it, yeah, it's, it's like one of the, the most charismatic <clears throat> performances i've ever seen there's a lot of yeah. fucking charismatic yeah. acting bastards out there guys heath ledger yeah he good god did such an amazing job and uh, the second movie is uh, Princess Mononoke because I love pretty much Studio Ghibli films in in the entirety. Like I just love all of them. But Princess Mononoke, well, I feel yeah. like, has a really good message. Beautiful animation as always, and like it's weirdly like a hyper violent Studio Ghibli film. They're all like usually very peaceful and like relaxing to watch. But uh, Princess Mononoke is like just balls to the wall action some of the times. It's fucking crazy. I'm- I haven't seen. I it. I am excited that we're getting a new Ghibli film. Uh, I didn't think we ever would. Really, we're getting a new one. Yeah, he came out of retirement to to tell another one. I think it's coming out next year. Oh, dude, that makes me so happy. I I thought when you said a new one, I assumed that like uh, some new guy is coming in and like just taking over the studio. But it, it's the same creator, Miyazaki. Yep. Oh, God, fuck yeah. Um, yeah. 
Hell yeah. Uh, the the final entry, Sinbad, uh, Legend of the Seven Seas, fantastic film, super underrated. It's got like, like on a lot of like reviewing sites, it's got it's like a six out of ten or some shit. Honestly, some of the best storytelling, some of the best like fun pirate action you could possibly ask for. Great characters, um, like very touching moments as well as very funny moments as well as. Like, some of the best choreography I've seen, like, fight choreography I've seen in animation. Good God. Uh, if you guys want to see a really cool deep dive at, like, after you see the film, uh, check out Breadsword. He does a really cool video, like, really taking apart all the symbolism of it. And good God, it's so good. It's such a good film. I cannot recommend it more. And that, that movie, does it, it looks like it has the same animation as, like, Prince of Egypt. Yeah, it is really similar uh and which is cool because that animation style is kind of like died out it's like one of the last of its kind yeah i was reading about how like when dreamworks came in to uh to like start making animated movies they like recruited all like the greatest talent they could to like you know go up against disney basically and Mm -hmm. so i was also reading that uh people who were like lazy um when working on prince of egypt or weren't pulling their weight were sent to work on shrek as a punishment <laughs> well they did a damn Talk good job it. on both jesus yeah for sure but yeah sin bad legend of the seven seas um i think i'm gonna watch this because i I'm, i fucking love animated movies and dude i couldn't I recommend stick, it enough it's really good. So stick good. to disney but uh you're telling me this is worth watching absolutely uh and there's also just not a good a lot of good um pirate media out there and i feel like it just like perfectly encapsulates like a fun wacky crew dealing with like super crazy fun sea mythos it's got brad pitt in it like yeah dude brad pitt is the main voice actor and he does he kicks ass he kicks ass that's something i didn't know i didn't know that yeah, dude, the the voice acting cast is pretty goddamn good. I think Angelina Jolie's in it as well. I believe. So high. That's they got so a fucking you. video game for Atari in two thousand three. I cannot uh-huh. speak to the quality of the Atari game, but the movie's fantastic. Uh, speaking of pirate media, what's your uh, thoughts on Hook? On Hook, I like Hook. I like Hook a lot. Um, I watched it when I was really young, so like this is coming from like 12 year old Cameron's experience, but thought it was cool. Uh, I remember the scene where they're like, there's like a bunch of cake or something. And I think they get in a food fight. That was, I think that happened. That was nice. <laughs> I guess like it's, it's probably oh. been like a decade since I've seen. <laughs> I just curious. I fucking love hook. And I have some people, some people don't like that movie. Um, so I'm always curious what people's thoughts are. I remember liking it for sure. Uh, but then once, once again, I was a big dumb kid, so I, I can't really speak to how, how it's incredible got, that, that It's that got is. Robin Williams, like. It also has a Rotten Tomatoes score of 29%. Jesus, really? Yeah. That is shocking. I didn't think uh, Robin Williams movies got under like 80%. I thought that was like the, <laughs> the written rule of all review sites. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Final question, Cam. You have yes. a you have a podcast, the Trash Cat. What inspired have you a to get into podcasting? Um, and why why like why why did you start it? What's it about? Let the listeners know. 
Yeah, um, so we do a variety comedy podcast where we just like to fuck around and talk about different, uh, geez, different subjects. Um, we've talked about our own personal sex stories. I got a, a, a pansexual friend and a bisexual friend on, and we talked about their various, uh, sexual excursions, uh, and it's really funny and really interesting, uh, as well as, uh, we 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 have done episodes in the past where we talked about like uh acid trips and hallucinogenic uh properties and whatnot but that wasn't released uh we've also talked about um we had an ep- like a halloween special where we had this big bracket of like traditional halloween monsters like we had like the mummy and vampires and yeah. uh the alien from alien and then we debated about if you just mashed them up into like a like a ymca gym and had them fight who would come out on top and it was really fucking fun um do you remember so yeah, who we just kind of uh yeah i i don't want to if if you guys don't want it spoiled go ahead and watch that episode nice. uh but the um the one who won i believe was i think the 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 white walker king from uh game of thrones oh wow wow it's kind of badass because the finalists were the white walker king and the witch king the Lord of the Rings and uh, Game of Thrones villains, and oh. they both had like dragon mounts, and so we debated about like what a, a theoretical like dog fight between them would be. Yeah, and it was it's pretty sick. Uh, and it ended up where we had to have a call in a tiebreaker at the very end to settle who would win the the grand finale. Damn. Yeah, it was really sick. So yeah, um, uh. That's that's what we kind of do. It's uh it's kind of like a like a topic of the week podcast where we try to make you laugh. Uh and it's really fun. Um it's the what trash made cat. me do Yeah, it's the trash cat. It's a it's it's just fun and casual and if you like laughing and if you like people who like laughing as well and drinking and hanging out with buds, <laughs> it's a it's a good place to go and hang out. Give it a listen. Fuck yes. And uh what got me into podcasting? Um I don't know. I I always just ha- watched a lot of po- or listened to a lot of podcasts and figured that like I could pretty easily replicate the same quality of work that they're doing and like I've always really enjoyed talking to people and just like hanging out with people and uh I I've always been really interested in the idea of like creating content and just creating something in general for my work and uh yeah, it's pretty much just my dream job and I figured I may as well go for it. Fuck yes, dude. Yeah, because you can't I, exactly. Oh yeah, I appreciate that. You can't make that happen unless you try, right? Exactly. For sure. Yeah. So yeah. Exactly. Um, you guys can find that anywhere on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, pretty much anywhere you go to listen to podcasts. You probably find it wherever you listen to this. Nice. Hell yeah! And hopefully, me and Alex can hop on an episode pretty soon. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Slide I will absolutely get you guys on for sure fucking hell yeah love trash it. cat the trash cat let's let's hop into the fucking let's get a little segue little segue goodies. going on get into the news into the news right into the news uh this week the harder they fall is coming out november 3rd this is a western movie uh coming out on netflix i'm excited for this i'm also excited for the soundtrack it apparently has jay-z and kid cuddy on it very nice then we have call of duty vanguard 18th call of duty uh, look that up. 
Developed by Sledgehammer. <laughs> yeah, 18 fucking Call of Duties, man. Um, yeah, I had to like sit there and like count them out and shit. Because uh, I was like, it used to be easy to kind of know where you were at, and now it's now it's like, holy hell. Uh, imagine if it was titled Call of Duty 18. <laughs> yeah. I feel like at, after a certain amount, you just aren't allowed to put the number after the games. Final Fantasy clearly hasn't learned from that, but I feel like in general, people just start like adding weird subtext to the to the ends of their titles <laughs> true i wonder if they'll do anything special for call of duty 20 Oof. but yeah developed by sledgehammer responsible for model for three advanced warfare and world war Two. out of those games advanced warfare is actually my favorite it's not a popular opinion, advanced warfare i played a are you fuck load fucking of advanced kidding warfare. me kelton why i've played so much advanced warfare i was a really big fan and i embraced the fucking extreme movement man <laughs> i let my add live in its element <laughs> just fucking wall running fucking slide boosting fucking non-stop dude it was like it you know what it felt like uh titanfall in a way yeah just like not as good I agree. I agree. Not <laughs> as good Titanfall. <laughs> yeah, that, I was also I uh, I got on like into into a steady five man group that would play uh, domination and just spawn traps. And you just not, cyber just bullied like, kids, I, Kelton. You sick I was fuck. Just, I was just I was just a dick. Um, <laughs> I was just <laughs> Call of Duty scum is what you were, Kelton. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, dude, that was like the last COD I think that, that I can think of that I naturally got to like ninth or tenth prestige. You just, you just uh, Jesus Christ, had to man. had to had to put your hands down after abusing so many kids. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you can only terrorize two, fourteen year olds I... for so long before it gets to you, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. World World War Two played that for like a month, got to like prestige two or three before they dis- they came out and were like, oh, we've accidentally had double XP of this on this whole time. We're going to cut it in half. I was like, okay, fuck you then. I'm done playing this. Nah, uh, nah the flashback started to come back. 14-year-olds yeah. screaming <laughs> over the microphones. Gina! Dude, when Advanced Warfare came out, I was like 19. Uh, yeah, but the player base but, yeah. was like 14. Yeah, the player race is the same, bro. <laughs> nah, dude, there's something so satisfying about an adult man being like, fuck you, man, you're fucking... <laughs> fucking, fucking were you mic'd up? Were you, like, talk shit while you did this? Oh, hell, we were mic'd up. God, God <laughs> you were the worst. And the, the, peep, the people Just in charge of the five-man group dude. were the most toxic. Like, it was, like, these older guys that were like, oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> like, they were just going off. <laughs> and, like, if you, didn't, if you didn't carry your weight in the spawn trapping, you got fucking thrown to the side and someone else took your spot, bro. It was competitive. Jesus That's Christ. Hilarious. Like, yeah. I feel like you've just told us, like, a horribly dark secret, you know? I, I yeah. feel... <laughs> I, something I don't think about often yeah dude though. i feel like i need I feel to like you just admitted hands. like you're a serial killer or something Kelvin. i need to take a shower <laughs> after this conversation yeah jeez. oh hell yeah scrub dude. my advanced ass with warfare. sand <laughs> what came out i think advanced warfare came out after ghosts right mm-hmm. um, that was no. probably also why i was so hyped because ghosts Ghost just sucks oh so fucking there's nothing to that game like there's something about the atmosphere that I like. Like it, it makes the world feel the maps in the world feel really big, and you just feel like I don't know. It's kind of big, barren wasteland that you're in. But also, fucking, it took like so long to get to I think level seventy or something was the max level. It took so fucking long. Uh, I think something that keeps me invested in Call of Duty is being able to prestige like at least once a month or something like that. 
it, I don't want to feel like I'm fucking grinding. Um, anyway, enough about Call of Duty. Uh, that game comes out November 5th. It's going to have zombies. Same day, Eternals is coming out. Next entry into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which recently they just pushed back like every movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe by like three or four months. Not for some reason, I don't know. Things are because we should riot in the behind streets. schedule, I guess. We yeah. should storm Disney. How dare they? Like, How dare they be affected by a global pandemic? Yeah, I'm, I'm disappointed. Man, MCU wise, I'm like starting <laughs> to feel myself slowly getting a little bit bored with it. I I well, haven't really given a fuck since uh uh Endgame honestly. Uh I I I mean like I I kind of like the spin-off series quite a bit and I I'm, I'm all here for um Spider-Man. But like I I really don't give a shit about Eternals if I'm being frank. Um it like I don't even really like it people have just gotten so strong that it's kind of hard to care, you know? You know like kind of yeah. uh, it happens a lot in like animes where like they start out like kind of grounded and the battles are like kind of low-key and then by the very end they're like all gods and like shooting like holy laser beams through each other and whatnot and destroying planets like i feel like that's like the weakness for dc where like it's grounded right up until you introduce superman and yeah yeah there's only so much you can do against a guy who literally nothing works against which by the way kind of a stupid design for a character fuck superman you know who likes a guy who's like, oh, yeah, and nothing affects him besides one magical rock that isn't found yeah. on Earth? Like, what the? It yeah. felt like everyone at DC was just making up their superheroes. Like, I made Batman. He's just like a rich guy who knows karate. And then someone's like, I made The Flash. He's super fast. Uh, and, and then someone's like, well, uh, I, I made Sur- Superman, who also knows karate and uh, is also super fast, and uh, none of you guys can kill him. So, uh, what's up? He's invincible. He can't be hurt by bullets. Yeah, it's it sounded like he just hurt him. that one guy at the board meeting who just heard all the powers and then panicked and then added all the powers to his character and then also made him invincible. <laughs> whoever, well, yeah, guys, whoever fucking designed Superman out is just <laughs> crying right now, dude. You heard it here first, dude. Superman sucks ass. And Superman Eternals sucks is ass. Coming out in a week. Uh, <laughs> Here comes Eternals. Fucking hell! Some trailers dropped that I wanted to talk about. Yes. First one. Give me a little bit of review, but Haunted Chocolatier is coming out. Uh, first early development trailer uh, dropped about this. This can be developed by Eric Concerned Ape Barone, who is responsible for making Stardew Valley by himself. By Artwork, himself. coding, and music. I it seems like he's doing the same for Haunted Chocolatier. He's hesitant to say anything about it because he doesn't want the game to get locked into any one concept, enjoys the stage it's currently in, where it can be any type of game. Because people keep asking, like, oh, it's going to be like Zelda. Oh, it's going to be like Stardew Valley. Oh, it's going to be like this. And he's just like, oh, I don't really know right now. I don't want to say it's like anything and then have to make it that way forever. Like, what if I want to change what it is? So, yeah. Pretty cool. I'm excited for this game. I'm really excited for yeah, this game. This might be like the first game that looks like this that I'm gonna end up playing. Cause first of all, the music. Just out of every 2D pixel game, the fucking haunted chocolatier is the first <laughs> one that you're gonna. Yeah, this is pull- dip your this toes is pulling into. me in, bro. You didn't like... fuck with the uh, Shovel Knight. <clears throat> I don't even know what that is, man. You didn't fuck with Stardew Valley. I Dude, have not played Stardew Valley, but you don't 
know i've never looked into stardew valley no i would it's uh it's like one of the highest rated indie games as well as fantastic uh if you like soundtracks it's got a fantastic one it's got a great story and it's just a whole lot of fun as well as if you have a partner um you can play it entirely in co-op so it's oh hell yeah good as shit and i could not recommend it enough you and emily dude yeah dude we'll get in there um but yeah no i've just never (laughs) ever been into these kinds of games you know <laughs> so i have not played them play stardew valley with uh with emily it's co-op is it actually I do. yeah it's fully co-op and you can fucking have babies in that game dude it's lit. <laughs> yes nice dude just gotta fuck in real life while you're fucking in stardew valley ultimate meta <laughs> dude i hate real life sex you know i just i just oh. want stardew valley sex that's all i want <laughs> that's like, the fucking intro quote babe can we slow down <laughs> And just instead have sex in Stardew Valley. Right, <laughs> yeah. Things are getting pretty Maybe hot and heavy in real life. Let's take this to yeah. Stardew Valley real quick. Yeah. I need to. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, our, that's the foreplay. <laughs> fuck, yeah. I was about to say, Stardew the real Valley. sex is the foreplay into the Stardew Valley. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. Real sex is just kind of Now that we're all warmed up. We're all warmed up. It's time to get into the action. <laughs> the real content. The post coital, <laughs> the post coital uh, Stardew Valley. Yeah, dude, that's where the real orgasms come to fruition. <laughs> you guys know I put this podcast on my resume. Do you actually? <laughs> ah, Western's yeah, gonna be like, "Fuck yeah, dude!" <laughs> Stardew uh, Valley sex. All right. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, uh, haunted chocolate Yeah, dude. Everybody. This shit <laughs> looks <laughs> sick. <laughs> this shit looks sick. <laughs> the music. Banging. The music is so banging. Just go watch the trailer. Like, and if you just like, oh god, it's so good. The music's so so good. Fucking check it out. Hell yeah. Next trailer. The Starfields the Settled Systems trailer. Now, when we first talked about this trailer uh earlier today, uh I was unaware that there was a gameplay trailer out as well, but now that I know that that is out. I've watched that as well. So the Settled Systems trailer really just kind of like explained a little bit of the world building that's going into Starfield. For those who don't know, Starfield developed by Bethesda, been described as Skyrim in space by Todd Howard. Uh, it's confirmed to be an Xbox Windows exclusive. So unfortunately, it won't be coming out to PS PS5 or PS4. That's the you know we're starting to feel just a little bit of that fucking sting from that acquisition. Yeah, get fucked, but, PS5 owners. You dumb cunts. I mean, I'm a I'm a fucking PS5 owner. <laughs> Get fucked, Kelton, is what I meant to say. Oh, dude, well, fucking Bloodborne 2 will come out and I'll fucking put that Neosporin on my wound. <laughs> uh, Starfield coming out. Are you guys excited for this? Um, More so now, after seeing some gameplay. I wasn't excited that it's computer generated, just because oh man, I know this is going to be a controversial statement. But I wasn't the biggest fan of No Man's Sky. I mean, it's not that controversial. It was fucking terrible when it first dropped. Yeah. Yeah, and I, 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 I played it to completion the second by the second day it had come out. Like I, I beat that game. Yeah. Then Jesus, you, man. then you finished it in its entirety in its worst state ever. Oh yeah, <laughs> I reached the center. I reached the center. Uh, but just uh, I don't know. You know, when it comes to single player games, computer generated just leave, like makes me kind of hesitant because. I feel like while it's 
it does provide a level of randomness and unpredictability to the world that you're you're landing on right it makes you kind of maybe it gives you a feeling of like oh i'm landing somewhere that no one else has landed before and this wasn't designed by a human being like this is in some way um new unknown unexplored territory at the same time i like the feeling of oh like this was designed like this this where i'm walking into it's designed that like yeah. from here i can see that point over there and that npc is stationed here and a monster is going to be stationed like there's just some level of like you know comfort or you know i don't know the right word but fucking it's nice to have yeah personally a design in place. personally i think that random uh generation in game des- in games uh is a bit of a cop-out because like it it makes it so like your your levels lack intent, you know? Like you yeah. when you go yeah. to a level that is pre-designed by a human being, everything is placed for a reason, whereas a random map is just kind of like a, a random series of shapes and stuff and like it's fine for like uh roguelikes and stuff like that cuz it mixes things up and keeps it fresh. But yes. Hades, great example. Yeah, like, you don't really need to, like, the actual map design of Hades doesn't really matter. You're just trying to blast through these rooms as quickly as possible. And that's that's totally fine for Hades. But when, like, especially in a first-person game where you're, like, inspecting, you're getting, like, an up-close and personal view of your surroundings, I think it's really important mm-hmm. to have it be, like, everything is there for a reason. And I feel like that's kind I... of a missed opportunity. I agree. Um, especially like if this is a Bethesda game. This is what in quotes it's Skyrim in space, right? From one of the people involved in the creation of this game said that. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, like I think that that's a super good point. I, I agree entirely. Like you're fucking in it. Like you're you are this person that you're playing. You are on these planets. You're walking around. Like the intent of the environment has an impact on your fucking experience like when you're moving around it's like if you're if you land on a planet like and i've had this experience in games and not necessarily oh landing on a planet but like going into an instanced area in Mm -hmm. a game right like i'm thinking oh like valheim the dungeons like the little dungeon areas right that you go into like the amount of times i've like been in a game and then i go into a little area and it's like oh dang this is the exact same layout as the other little area i was in it happened and it happens in like a lot of games right like and it's okay, but it also just feels like, man, like, I don't know. If there was, like, more intent in the environment, if there was more, like, all right, like, let's let's purposely, like, do all this stuff. Let's purposely mix this up. Let's purposely, like, make this how we want it to be and how we envision it so that it has this impact when, it, like, when a player lands here. I don't know. I like yeah, like, you, you kind of take away the possible, not all the possibility, but, like, you have a real opportunity to, like, uh, add some cohesion throughout the the levels and the level design yeah and yeah. i i it just it, it's a kind of a bummer to hear that happening as well as yeah it's considered like it keeps me everyone keeps saying it's like it's skyrim in space but like fucking given the the random planet design like there's so much intent and game design put behind skyrim like there's like certain side quests that only proc if you're like holding certain items or if you've only done specific (laughs) quests and like or if you're in like a certain environment and like it's all so fucking scripted and previously designed it's it's kind of interesting that they're taking that approach 
Yeah, I agree. Also, like, I think that the feeling of like you see some like you see like a mountain or see something weird off in the, or like some weird pot spot in the fucking landscape and you go to that area and you're probably going to find a chest or a fucking weird yeah. thing right. somewhere yeah. there. And and that I feel like the best way that's been done in my opinion is like Breath of the Wild because you'll see like the yeah. entire game is like all about 100%. a huge mechanic is like uh like just climbing in general and so that you clearly new players like oh this climbing mechanics feels really good and it's really fun i want to climb shit and so they give you these huge hills and huge mountains to look at and be like man like i want to get like my stamina bar so full that i can climb one of those mountains and a majority of the time there's like one certain mountain that will kind of pique your eye's interest more than other <laughs> stuff because there's like a, a special tree at the top of it or something that just catches your eye right and you go to it and there's usually like like uh you get like a, a heart piece or like a treasure uh chest that has a special weapon in it or something like that right. or like some kind of story beat and it's really fucking satisfying to have that happen because you is. yeah that like fucking breath of the wild is such an incredible game dude mm-hmm. and yeah. like like you were saying fucking good games reward exploration exactly like, it is so oh, satisfying yeah. to go out of your way to do some crazy weird intricate maneuvering to get to like a weird cool looking spot and then you find there's a reward for you to do yeah, that. Yeah, just tuck to yeah. Yeah. it's not necessary. There's no like yeah. waypoint yeah. leading you to that area. Well, and all these little Such like, a good feeling, things yeah. coming together like uh like Cam you called it like a missed opportunity. Like I think that's like a perfect way to say it, right? Like missed opportunity for the cohesion, but then like and those little details, right? Like those improve the experience, but then it also let's the fucking player know that like hey the people behind this game like they care like they care about your experience yeah, they like they love this enough that they wanted to be like i want to i want this shit to be impactful i want it to have an effect and i want it to have this effect right like i'm we're, we're fucking making this for the player right like it feels good when like there's a team of fucking people behind the game that care about the product right and so like if there's an issue in the game if you're like oh man i encountered a bug and you reach out to the people and somebody gets back to you and they're like, oh, we're, we're on it right away. Like all that stuff, you know, like and that that feeling, it's like, fuck, that all plays into it, man. So it's like fully missed opportunity to let like that cohesion come to life and then fully missed opportunity to let the player base know that, hey, we give a shit about the game. <laughs> like, fuck, man. So. so yeah, it's kind of lame. Starfield, guys. Yeah. Starfield. Starfield. Coming out, I believe, next year. Next game we're talking about is coming out in a month. Halo Infinite coming out. Got a campaign trailer. Uh, campaign co-op and Forge mode are coming out next year. Uh, look pretty look pretty cool. Uh, I'll probably wait for the co-op to come out. But um, I got a question for you guys. Kind of. Yeah. This this Halo Infinite is is kind of priding itself on like changing up the formula pretty significantly for Halo. If you guys were to add anything to Halo, what would you add? Psh- it's hard to say, right? Like, I think I've, I think me and Kelton, we've talked about Halo like on the podcast multiple times, right? And I think like a few of us have said before, and like a couple of guests we've all said before that like you know the old style of Halo feels really good, and we kind of have that nostalgia for it, we kind of have that love for it that's tied mm-hmm. to our old experiences with it. Um, and then you know, there's also comparing it to like, okay, they're making changes, right? But like, in what direction are these changes coming from? are they just kind of like trying to make it more like the other popular first person shooters and a lot of the changes personally like i feel like that's the case right like they're trying to make it more fast paced like oh there's a scene i'm looking at right now at like four minutes and 25 seconds 
grappling hook action happening like it's like it's your pathfinder or it's titanfall 2 all of a sudden um like so change is good but i i think it's important to be like okay like why did people like the game in the first place how can we improve it in a way that's like unique to what we're already offering i feel like is is something that should be considered capitalize on the things that makes halo halo and then try to innovate on that yes it's a tricky spot right because my first thought is, oh, I know what I would take away, and it's the changes or the you know the steps they've taken towards Call of Duty with like perks and certain other aspects. It started with like, it started a little bit with Halo Reach, but then if they they took a significant steps with four and five when it switched over to three four three. Yeah. Um. So I I want them to maybe take a little bit of a step back, which it seems like they have. I have played Halo Infinite already, and it felt good. Um. But, like, Splitgate feels better just because Splitgate feels more like Halo 3 and Halo 2. And maybe, I guess, I would compare it maybe to, like, um, TTT in a way, I guess. Since it's, like, or maybe not TTT is not the right word, but, uh, or the right game. But, like, those old style, like, the first fucking, um, team deathmatch type games where there was no bullet drop bullets were like instantaneous headshots killed really fast you had really really fast ttk which is nice yeah um, are you talking yeah. about uh Halo has really slow ttk um not counter-strike because counter-strike is more like valorant but I'm oh, man, I can't figure. yeah i'm talking about split gate compared to uh those old like unreal i think it was called oh uh, a quake yeah like quake that's what split gate feels like and that's what i feel like that's what i relate to um halo Halo 2 and Halo 3 is kind of like multiplayer. Hell yeah. It's very like it's very floaty, but you could kill people really, like fast. Mm-hmm. Yep. Halo does have the shield shit. So, yeah, the grappling hook like looks like it could be cool. I wouldn't add too much mobility to Halo cuz you know, like that's what vehicles are in the game for. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And jump pads and shit. Yeah, Dude, that's that's and you have, that's a good point, man. You have a and you have a big jump. Yeah, you, you can like you know you can you can boost up in the air. Exactly. Um, yeah, they got the rocket jumping. Yeah, this Halo jumping is called Halo jumping because of Halo. Exactly. So it's like exactly. Um, I believe it's because of Beyonce's hit song Halo. Actually, so <laughs> how about you check your fucking facts, Mister Kelton? Let's go out out nerded. <laughs> well, um, and on that on that front, dude, like, I think it's good to consider, like, man, dude. Ah, it's just kind of upsetting, I guess. It's like fucking. Oh, man, this just doesn't make me want to play this game, man. I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> none of the new features I, are like, uh, really gripping nah, you or anything. Nah, dude. Um, I I, I want to say like when you're adding all these mobility things, like it makes the existing mobility shit like lackluster, right? Like you're like, oh, that's what vehicles are in the game for like if you're like flying in at somebody and you got a vehicle in halo 2 or halo 3 and you like you know how to time it for their jump right like you said you have a big jump and you're like okay i know they're gonna try to jump and like you fucking time and smash them with your fucking vehicle like when someone just has a grappling hook and it's like all of a sudden like yeah they're on top of a building or a tree now it's like i don't know man yeah, it kind of takes away from all those moments where they're like, get in the Warhog, Chief! And then you're like, uh, yeah. no. And you just like grab all on to like a ghost that's flying by and just <laughs> yeah. zoom off. Like, fucking yeah, see like, you later, suckers. 
peace out. I don't take vehicles anymore. But also, it's going to feel so fun to see a ghost go up above you and fucking grapple onto that it is and true. pull the driver out. That's that so is really true. true. Also, the moments where he, like, grapples, like, a bomb like or, like, a thing that's really explosive, and then he throws it. That's pretty sweet. After he grapples it, he, like, or he... Oh man! One scene, he like grapples a hammer, picks it up really quick, and then grab hammer or something. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's not all bad. And I'm definitely like, if I'm flying a ghost and getting chased by a ghost, I'm gonna try to imitate that moment in the trailer where he just fucking exits his ghost and in the air, like fucking hundreds of feet in the air, grapples to the other ghost. Yeah. Like, that's some like reminds me of Battlefield clips type shit. Yeah, that shit was sick. Hell yeah. If I were to add one thing to the new Halo game, like I, I thought of this like interesting game mode where it's like competitive forge where each team gets like a little forge ball and they're like the they get like a little prep session where they make like sniper nests and like spawn different things and then the the uh the goal is to like kill the other person's forge ball and yeah, and it, I guess it's just like first one to lose your forge ball loses. Dude, that sounds sick. Yeah. So there you go, Bungie. There you enjoy, go. Enjoy nah, the idea. You mean three four three industries, dude. Sorry, three four three industries. I apologize. Bungie's two feet deep in Destiny two, releasing its thirteenth expansion or whatever the fucking hell is going on with Destiny, man. I cannot get into <laughs> Destiny. Same. I, I have so many <laughs> friends who are like, like they they have like children and stuff, but they're still sinking in like like fifty hours of Destiny in every two weeks. <laughs> there are people. <laughs> so into destiny and it's like a free-to-play game now and i still just like and even before that i got it through like playstation plus and i just cannot get into destiny and like but you know it's a it's a thriving game so yeah. more power to it uh yep next up on the list grand theft auto the trilogy the definitive edition fucking mouthful that's coming out next month it is grand theft auto 3 grand theft auto vice city grand theft auto san andreas updated graphics uh, 4K support for next-gen consoles, or I guess current-gen consoles. Render distance improved. Controls have been updated to GTA 5 controls, which I'm really excited about. Uh, a lot of other quality-of-life updates, like uh, if you die in a mission, you can restart the mission from the start instead of having to die respawn in a hospital and travel back to the spawn point. There's a lot of updates. Some people made some noise about a confed- confederate flag being removed, but who gives a fuck? Uh, I'm excited for this. Who gives a fuck? I do have a couple <laughs> questions about like if the music's all going to be the same, right? Because music has all the weird licensing fucking issues that get all was it not tangled up? Like, did you not have to worry about licensing when the originals came out? Like, could you just I put think whatever? You, I think you did, but like, I think there's issues brought out when you are selling a game for a really long period of time instead of just an initial yeah. release, right? Usually, so like I, a license has a like a time. Right. on it right yeah it and they're like Only when the games first came out they weren't selling new copies of vice city for two years right i'm assuming they're just like you know they've already made a bunch of them and then they sold them and so they don't have to worry about the license fucking revoking in three years when they're printing more copies because they probably aren't anymore but with online so i don't know we'll see what goes on with that for some reason the physical copies are fucking going up in price already for this game it's like fucking 80 dollars right now to get the switch version for the physical copy but it's 60 dollars to get the digital i was looking at that shit today i was like oh, i don't know that shit was weird but i'm excited for this with uh, gta 6 heavily rumored to include vice city i feel like i should go back and play through the story because if you know if vice city's gonna be in gta 6 then they'll probably reference the story or characters hell yeah 
I mean, I'm excited. I, I never really got an opportunity to play these games, so I feel like this is a pretty good way for new players to get introduced to those older games. As well as, they're pretty iconic, so anytime like a big-name game gets a chance to be remastered, I'm pretty much all there for it. Because there's a lot of like really fucking fun games that just look like dog shit now, and they're a little difficult to play because they look so bad. It's also cool to see Grand Theft Auto putting time and effort into something that isn't fucking GTA Online. Yeah. Fucking shark cards. So, uh, between last time we recorded this episode this morning and now, there was this PlayStation State of Play, which released a few uh, indie game trailers. Uh, I wanted to talk about Little Devil Inside being oh developed God, by NeoStream yes. Interactive. This has no release date, but it looks like they confirmed they're updating some of their monster designs from the first trailer that came out uh, like a while ago. Um, I'm really excited. This game looks really fucking cool and really weird. Yeah, the art design for this game looks so unique and so cool. And like the entire vibe, like with the the narrator as well as just like the music, the whole package looks super unique. And that's really hard to do nowadays with uh, the way yes. games are my god so interesting um i was really like pleased to see towards the end of the trailer that there was a lot of combat going on uh because that and that kind of surprised me i guess like i felt like this was going to be just a little adventure like walking around yeah especially with like the little like hub world thing where it's like zoomed out and just kind of like a little like not stick figure yeah. just a little guy walking around i thought yeah i thought it would be just kind of story based you walk around and do little missions yeah but like, and there's a whole the survival aspect sick. and you like got an inventory you're all cooking shit like yeah dude i'm fucking there for it it's it seems in depth and i agree the art style looks fantastic and extremely unique as well so yeah it really looks like it'll be exactly that just a really unique experience so and honestly i'm, I'm such a sucker for a game like it, it looks like this is a game where you go and like fight monsters from town to town and uh mm -hmm. fighting big monsters for missions usually means fighting big bosses and i am such a sucker for a game where you like dodge and roll and fight just big <laughs> bosses basically like dark souls like if, if you have a game yep. where i can roll and fight a boss i am so happy it doesn't matter how good your game is i will love it if you give me bosses to fight <laughs> i fucking love bosses have you played uh sekiro i actually haven't okay. I, i've only really like introduced myself to dark souls two and three or well one two and three i guess uh okay. pretty recently it's like it's just one of those games that I really enjoyed, and I haven't met anybody actually who's um, played it and enjoyed it. Are you, what? Wasn't it like really? It it was pretty reviewed pretty well and stuff, right? Oh yeah, it was reviewed really well. But the two people I know that have actually played it um, weren't able to get past the first or second boss and ended up giving up. So like, I wasn't really able to have like an actual conversation with them about it. Oh, dude! Once uh, I pick it up, don't peace. you don't you worry, baby girl. I will finish that fucking game. <laughs> I'll just say so you know, uh, it is like it is definitely you know like a Souls game, but that game, the the combat design is not focused on dodging or rolling. There right. is a little yeah, bit of like that. Yeah, it's like parrying, right? Yeah, that game like there's some boss fights you can try to like incorporate the dodging and rolling into into the way you finish them. But eventually that game will force you to play by its rules and you will have to parry 
and like <laughs> it's kind of like you're facing a monster and you have to be on the uh, the aggressive right and you have to kinda, right. you get for, forced to be the aggressive one and it's it, it, i don't know it's kind of just like slamming your head against a wall until you break through I get that feeling for sure. I, that's why I do. I love FromSoft so much because they'll like they'll have this super established gameplay style with like Dark Souls, where there's different builds you can rely. You have your the tools at your dispense are like so uh, various, and like you can rely on different builds or magic or armor sets or whatever. Um, but then they'll like and it'll be super successful then they'll release things like bloodborne where they'll like even troll the player by like releasing like a shield that's fucking pointless and so any people who use a shield in dark souls are just gonna get fucked over with the gameplay style of bloodborne and it, it basically just like they're they're so fucking cruel with their game design but it's so uh well done and it's so polished that it's like worth doing and worth learning because by the time that you finish the game like you become this master of these game mechanics and it's super yeah. fun to like see yourself level up rather than like your character's stats you know yeah that's, that's a really it's really cool perspective from software definitely like you can tell like there's such a level of polish on it where like it's hard to get into a mood where you're like, this game fucking sucks. Or like, this game's poorly designed. That's why I'm not winning. That's why I'm not getting through. It's like, no, I know that it's just my skill hasn't reached the fucking level required <laughs> yeah. to pass and this. It's actually really funny because like, they also add like different ways to like nerf uh, bosses or like kind of add like an easy mode like there's different routes that are easier that you could take as well as they introduce some weapons that you can get that like could do more damage to a boss or like uh in dark souls a lot of bosses are um weak to certain elemental types but they don't explain it at all in the game like you have to like read like in-depth weapon descriptions and like boss descriptions and like just look into the game to see what uh is more effective and what's not they don't just they're not just like hey you should go to old man mctavish's house he's got the god slayer sword and then you go and get it and just fuck everyone up yeah hell yeah next game star next game. ocean the divine source developed by triace coming 2022 i've never played a star ocean game before but out of all the games shown today at state playstation state of play this received the most hype. Saw a lot of people talking about Star Ocean. Um, have you ever? Have you either of you ever played Star Ocean? I haven't. No, I've not, I've only no. heard the name. I couldn't like uh, describe what the gameplay is. This looks like a lot of fun, though. Yeah, I was like, I was looking up the series just just for this uh, video, so I knew who it was developed by and stuff, and looking at the like history of these games. And there's a lot of Star Oceans that have uh, come out. And a lot of them that exist. Yeah. Can you uh, can you harvest turnips in it or have sex and start a family? I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't think so. Well, then you know? what's the point, Kelton? You know, Star Ocean. What's not as good point? as Stardew Valley? That's all I'm saying. Yep. Um, this looks like kind of reminds me of Final Fantasy. Um, Same. But this intrigues me more than Final Fantasy. It looks fast paced. It looks fun. It looks flashy. It looks like it's entertaining. Um, I mean, you're describing Final Fantasy. Yeah, but <laughs> just it's not Final Fantasy. That's what's important. It's not Final Fantasy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. 
Um, it looks like it's got a really fun flying mechanic. It looks like it's this. There's like this team of five, four or five people, and you like you know have chances to play all of them. Like Final Fantasy, and they have like different abilities. <laughs> Looks fun. Looks good. There's like giant bosses. Um, yeah, this is Star Ocean. It's looking a lot better than Final Fantasy. Uh, yeah. All I can say is that just graphically and like maybe like a couple character designs, like it just looks like it looks like Final Fantasy. So the biggest problem that Alex has with Final Fantasy games is the title. If you call any Final yeah. Fantasy game Star Ocean, Alex is there. Come on, Square. Come on, Square Enix. Dude. I might be playing. <laughs> oh, since Final Fantasy um, 15 was released, which is my first Final Fantasy, uh, I have to admit, I have grown... Your first Final Fantasy was Final Fantasy 15? The bro trip. Um, you fu- you're a wow. fake gamer, Kelton. How could you? I... See, okay. What always kept me away from the Final Fantasy series was I was unaware that they were completely unrelated to each other. Um, <laughs> I always was like, okay, yeah, the tenth Final Fantasy just came out. I haven't played the first nine, so uh, maybe I'll get around to playing those first nine at some point. And then eventually, I learned, oh, I can hop into fifteen without ever having played the rest. I really like the fucking Bros trailer with that Florence and the Machine song that plays during that trailer. I remember that to this day. And then I fucking loved. I loved. Uh, Love 15, went back and played 7, uh, then played the remake of 7, played some 14 online or whatever. I'm excited for the next one that comes out uh, next year. I, uh, I'll i probably pre-order it. And, okay, I will admit, I am a fucking huge Kingdom Hearts fan. Same. So, so I have, uh, and i played those since launch. And so I've always had some Final Fantasy love because those games are obviously very Final Fantasy DNA. Kelton, I got a question for you. You're a huge Kingdom Hearts fan. Have you played every Kingdom Hearts game? I have played every Kingdom Hearts game that is available on PS4, which is all of them except for uh, the one that came out on cell phone, the one that came out on the Game Boy, I think. <laughs> uh, both of those get got turned into movies, and I watched those movies. They're pretty long, but I watched them. So I think I, Chain I of have... Memories was on PS4, wasn't it? That's the, the game. Boy that, one. That's the card one, right? Yeah, With yeah. The card. I played that one then. Yeah, I've played. I've played all of them. Uh, my favorite Kingdom Hearts game is Kingdom Hearts One. Um, for a long time, for like ten years, it was Kingdom Hearts Two because I liked his like black outfit and I like how Kingdom Hearts Two is a little bit edgier. But playing when I replayed them when they all came out on PS4, I realized I really like Kingdom Hearts One because Kingdom Hearts One's a little bit harder and just like the childish but dark introduction to the kingdom hearts world cloud coming into the fucking hercules arena just all those moments i fucking i love kingdom hearts um for better or for worse and so <laughs> i Hell yeah, i'm kind of torn because like i'm in a similar boat where uh kingdom hearts 2 was the first game that i ever fully completed um Kingdom Hearts has always, specifically the more earlier ones, have been like a huge part of my childhood. I've sunk hundreds of hours into one and two, and not a whole lot into the rest of them. But God, good God, the the story is just garbage. It's just so bad. It, it's almost like it's it can it just takes me away from so much of it. But the combat is so good. That I'm like, ah, I guess I'll deal with this bullshit of a story if it means I get to fight another big boss with my cool key sword. Yeah, dude, the story, it's like one of those things where when anyone starts to ask me, like, 
oh, well, does the story make sense to you? Or like, oh, can you explain the story? Like, I always immediately get like this creeping big smile on my face because, you know, like not only have I played every game, watched the movies, I also then needed to watch YouTube videos, multiple <sighs> YouTube videos, analyzing and breaking down exactly what I have just seen and what exactly is going on because it's fucking a lot is going on. And it's like very clearly a lot of different writers have contributed and it's not really that of I'd varying degrees of quality as well extremely <laughs> poor decision to be like oh yeah outside of our main three title games our main kingdom hearts one two and three like there are extremely extremely essential pieces of information tucked away in mobile phone games and 3ds games and ds games and game boy games and fucking like there's like like extremely important information that if you don't know if you didn't establish like if you didn't go play those or read up on them or watch a video on them you're not going to understand what's going on in kingdom hearts 3 and i feel like that's a little bit unfair to the players oh yeah Um, because you have to pay for all those like very uh necessary story beats yeah yeah and so like like that's what i was trying to explain my friend Devin, he's like, I'm just going to watch a video and hop into Kingdom Hearts 3 as my first Kingdom Hearts. I was like, you're hopping into Kingdom Hearts 13, and unlike Final Fantasy, you are going to need to have some knowledge of the previous fucking 12 games, or else this is going to seem like a crazy, weird, cheesy anime with some Disney characters thrown in. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I don't know. Kingdom Hearts, fucking love it. I recommend it to anyone, but... I recommend that with a hard warning of <laughs> you're getting into a shitstorm and it's going to take a lot of research and homework to get an understanding of what's happening in front of you. I would recommend the first two and then just stop playing them personally. <laughs> or sorry, I the, hundred, yeah, I the platinum first number one, three. the chain of memories and the second one. Why, Kelton, why do you do this to yourself? Why would you, why would you spend Dude. so much time playing Kingdom Hearts 3? It's so bad. <laughs> I fucking platinum that game within two days of it coming out, I think, or maybe three. Where I ha- do you find I requ- the time, man? <laughs> I, requested, I requested three or four days off of work, and I slept four hours a night and just Kingdom Hearts 3 for the rest of the 20 hours a day. It was a good time. Dude, I waited like 13 years for that game. I was oh, fucking, I was ready. Yeah, and I was disappointed. <laughs> I was too tired to be disappointed <laughs> that's the key if you want to enjoy a majority of kingdom hearts games you just have to be very sleep deprived your body has to be <laughs> delusioned and tired plus i was really really excited to like i don't know dude there's a lot of things about kingdom hearts 3 i really like like the pirates of the caribbean level is a fucking you don't like the pirates of the caribbean dude, dude you i like, like the oh, pirates of the caribbean you get you like the <laughs> we have to go chase a thousand crabs what a fun little storyline where yeah. you just break barrels and find crabs and the big hero six one the big hero six one wasn't bad i actually in one <laughs> Frozen one is a labyrinth to try to go back and find all the hidden shit in there. God, Kelton, you make me so sad. Why, why are you doing this to yourself, man? I feel like I have to step in and help you. Sometimes you're... my brother is like, you don't have good taste. You just like everything. And maybe that can be applied here with Kingdom Hearts 3. I might have rose-tinted glasses on with Kingdom Hearts 3. I'm, I'm, I'm invested for life at this point. Fair enough. I, I'm sorry, but uh, 
<laughs> I, I wish the best for you, man. I appreciate it. Next up, something that uh, looks maybe good to me. Uh, Cowboy Bebop, the live action. Uh, this is coming out on Netflix next month, November 19th. Uh, we talked in depth about this this morning. Um, but, like, I'm keeping expectations low. I can't really think of a live action anime that I liked. So um, that's why I'm coming into this, like, hoping for the best, but I'm ready to be disappointed. Um, I'm trying to keep my hype at a minimum. But yeah, it looks like they're uh, adapting it to the screen pretty faithfully. Uh, I'm interested. Uh, do you uh, like? Where do you hold the original Cowboy Bebop? Like how? Like how acclaimed is it to you? I'd say it's like probably top ten anime for me. I think I gave it a ten on uh, my anime list or whatever. Oh, damn. Okay, so, like, for you, Cowboy Bebop is, like, a bit of a masterpiece, so do you feel like the, like, the standard is a little bit higher for this because it's taking, uh, it's doing a live-action remake of a such a good anime? I mean, yeah, but, like, they're never going, like, <sighs> Cowboy Bebop is such an incredible, like, connection of jazz and sci-fi right like before Agreed. Cowboy Bebop I wouldn't have I wouldn't have connected those two things mm-hmm. and Cowboy Bebop is like that like good like fucking tumbler fucking lo-fi hip-hop music <laughs> video type aesthetic material like, it's like so they vibe. just happen to be doing like karate while lo-fi beats are going on yeah, yeah yeah like you'll see fucking Spike in his spaceship on some lo-fi video right so, so what what would this live action have to do in order for it to top the the anime for you? I don't think that's possible. I don't think that's possible because Cowboy Bebop captures such a like uh, I feel like Cowboy Bebop as a media piece of media is uh, a very high point for the '90s. Like Cowboy Bebop is very '90s to me, Agreed. and I don't think a live action version of that is going to capture, right? Cause like I think of live action sci-fi, I'm going to think of firefly. I don't associate that really that much with the nineties. I don't, did that come out in the nineties? I, don't I think know so. Firefly? Like it. It's like nineties, early two thousands. Yeah. See, I don't know. I don't think, I just don't see how cowboy bebop, the, the live action one is going to, is going to reach the same highs as, as the anime. So for me, I'm trying not even to like, think about that. Right. I'm just trying to think about, of it. Like, compare it to a different live action like the 100 i guess or fucking foundation or like other sci-fi tv shows right now and i'm hoping that it i'm hoping that it's just a really enjoyable fun live action sci-fi film or series i think it's running 10 episodes versus the anime's 24 so i'm kind of curious what uh what episodes they're gonna adapt maybe they'll just stick straight to like overarching story material oh god that's so deeply concerning they like i feel like they already have they're kind of like they have one hand tied behind their back doing a live action remake of an anime but doing like half of the original content i, I don't maybe know how they're holding out for a season two maybe hopefully uh but that that's not a that's not great would okay a question for you then yeah what's up would you, do you think a cowboy bebop have you seen samurai shampoo i have yeah absolutely do you think a live-action Samurai Shampoo would be better than a live-action Cowboy Bebop? I don't know if it'd be better, but I think it'd be a lot easier to make. Um, 
just you don't have to cgi nearly as much shit and a lot less can go wrong there um i would say it's pretty easy to replicate a lot of the choreography that they do in uh in samurai shampoo and it's they there's plenty of really good swordplay in live action film so if they get the right stuntmen and the right people making it and behind it then i think it could be done really easily uh so I, I would much rather see a live action Samurai Champloo than a live action Cowboy Bebop just because one, it's not near, you're not taking on nearly as big of a task, like trying to replicate one of the greatest animes of all time. Granted, uh, Samurai Champloo is fucking great and fantastic, but like Cowboy Bebop is like iconic and it's, it's, oh, it's like a, uh, like a significant, uh, uh, point in history for anime and it's kind of like milestone yeah milestone thank you uh it's kind of a milestone for anime in general and samurai shampoo personally i think is just as good but it's just not as uh culturally significant so i think also i hold it higher i question if a live action samurai show married to hip-hop would come across as well as uh, a live action sci-fi married to jazz because hip hop is used in a lot of action movies and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I don't think it would be as much of a juxtaposition as it is where it's Agreed. like, Oh, like this is sick hip hop with a fucking samurai. It's like, that's probably not going to come across as like standout ish in today's age. Whereas when the jazz came through in this trailer for a for live action sci-fi, I was like, Slapped. Oh man, this is new. I haven't really seen this a lot. Right. Like guardians, you have eighties music and normally you just have kind of like futuristic sound type shit or like star Wars music or instrumental stuff or maybe not instrumental, obviously yeah. jazz instrumental, but yeah. Yeah. Like you know, I would push back a little bit on that saying that like, if you were to run samurai shampoo as like traditional, like a, like it would like a traditional samurai movie, uh, and then just add like and add like certain artists like if you add like Kendrick Lamar or something on it like actually well known artists playing over like God damn it my fucking cat <laughs> okay sorry about that and then you add uh that on top of like the very uh the juxtaposition over the very like conservative Japanese uh culture of like samurai stuff that I think that would work really well. Uh, that's true and i also think that's that's what makes mugen stand out so much from a bunch of other characters of samurai shampoo is because he's like this big crass like mercenary and everyone that he deals with is like this very polite like like farmer or like very like just like traditional villager of uh japanese times and uh god fucking damn it uh, and I, I think that's what makes a lot of the characters pop because uh, everyone that they're dealing with is just like this meek, uh, random Japanese, uh, uh, like rice farmer or something. Yeah. That's <laughs> so, God damn it. I love Samurai Shampoo, man. I think Mugen's like one of my favorite anime characters like definitely top three agreed yeah he might be number one mugen's fucking like, great like don't get me wrong like i love like even within samurai shampoo i love gene and i love fucking foo um but goddamn mugen like also the way he fights is just like it's so 
good with his character you know like he's like the yeah. the mouthy athletic guy and he's got like the, yeah, the like the so iron on his fucking sandals and he does like cool breakdance moves and it, oh, it yeah it also dude. pairs with the music when he like starts dance fighting it's so sick i come from Riku, pal <laughs> dude that was a good movie thank you yeah <laughs> alex uh, how you feel yeah. about cowboy bebop live action um i'm stoked man like i'm like as you said with the music this shit hits i fucking love it um i'm just excited honestly first time i've been excited for a anime live action you guys have we've you know you guys have been discussing the fucking quality of anime live actions usually they're not very good so expectations can be understandably low for this but uh and you know don't get me wrong Again, mine, my expectations are still low, <laughs> but I'm ready to be like, I guess, impressed because the trailer just has me feeling like this could be really fucking good. Yeah. And definitely a lot better than I thought it would be. I will say so. that, like, I think they did a good job of picking up actors. Like, I think the actors, like, yeah. look really good. And I think there's genuinely promise in this. Yes. Which is something I can't say for literally every other live action anime. And so because of that, yeah. like I'll give it a watch for sure. Yeah. Um, I do wanna, you know, address address a point I brought up, you know, when we were discussing this earlier. But, uh, <laughs> I was wondering if you're gonna you bring know? this up again. Dude, Spike, he just he in the <laughs> anime. Dude, he looks he looks so concerned in this in this trailer. He his facial expression, he looks so frustrated and like bothered. Too bothered. Just like, bro, in the anime, he was so aloof, so fucking blase, you know? Hanging. I believe the term you're looking for is blaze, sir. Blaze. It's like if they make a live action Hunter X Hunter, uh, Kilua better never fucking open his eyes past half-lidded unless he's looking at gone doing something exactly <laughs> that's what i'm saying right now thank you good fucking good good rap, you know good comparison bro uh but yeah no i'm excited i'm definitely gonna watch this same yeah hell yeah november 19th same day we got the wheel of time coming out the first trailer dropped for this um today <laughs> so i'm excited for this i'm currently reading the stormlight archive which is written by uh, brandon sanderson who finished off this wheel of time series once the original author had passed away i think the wheel of time is like 13 books i, th- my, I feel like my dad's read all of those um i've always like been intrigued by them because you know they're all big chunky thousand page books and there's 13 of them so it must Jeez. be a real grand fucking long ass story but yeah they're adapting this to the big screen or not the big screen, the small screen, uh, from Amazon. I'm kind of curious to this. I'm honestly, I'm looking at this as maybe a little bit of a taster for what the Lord of the Rings is going to be like. Cause I know, I know the Lord of the Rings is the most expensive TV show ever made. It's like $10 million per episode, but the this Lord of the Rings, Am- are you talking yeah, the, Game the, of Thrones? The, no, Lord of the Rings, the one that Amazon's making. Oh, right. Yeah, right, right. Right. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be like $10 million or some shit per episode. Most expensive show ever made already without even an episode out. And I'm kind of looking at the Wheel of Time as like Amazon's, uh, you know, first taster of what their fantasy series are going to be like and what quality wise. I mean, I'm a, I, not as much money was probably pumped into this, 
But if they handle the Wheel of Time right, it will give me a lot more faith in whatever is coming for um, for Lord of the Rings. Is there a rough release date of the the first Lord of the Rings episode? Do you know? I know they've been filming because there was controversy that they're not filming in New Zealand um, outside of like scenery shots. And New Zealand has such strong affiliation with Lord of the Rings and it's seen kind of like as part of, I don't know. I mean, I don't know enough about it to say exactly what it is. Yeah, they probably single-handedly the... like fund the the tourism of all of New Zealand. <laughs> yeah, like and like the New Zealand government helped fund the Lord of the Rings films. Oh, really? So it's yeah, like and like the New Zealand. I think the New Zealand army or something like that helped film like as the orcs and stuff. So like, there's a lot no of involvement. There's a lot of involvement with New That's Zealand so and cool. Lord of the Rings, and so for them to start filming this in uh, the UK. Uh, I think there's some controversy around that. Yeah, I but, feel like that's like weirdly political at that point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I would assume we're going to get Lord of the Rings uh, next year, probably in the holiday season. Oh, that sounds so great. I'm so happy that I'm finding out about that just now and not like three years ago. I've been following this f- since they first bought the rights, man. <laughs> I'm excited. That sounds great. Fucking hell. I, I remember it was uh, Bezos told the, the TV department to go find the, the next Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones wasn't over yet at this point, and they went and fucking purchased Lord of the Rings rights. Um, Hell yeah. And also the Wheel of Time rights. So I'm I mean, a sucker that, for that... any long-winded fantasy story, so Wheel of Time, Game of Thrones, fucking Lord of the Rings, whatever it is, I'm, I'm excited for it. So this sounds like all oh, yeah. good stuff. Wheel of Time, November 19th. Check out that first episode. Be like, what, a few weeks away from whenever this episode airs. Um, Next up, I want to talk about Dune. Me and Alex just saw Dune for the second time in IMAX. Um, We saw it in RPX the first time. Without spoiling anything, uh, talk about this a bit. First off, RPX compared to IMAX. Let's get into that. IMAX seems to have a taller screen. Um, So, like... Yeah, just more, uh, more, more things on the screen. But RPX has the fucking volume cranked, man. It has a bass boosted. Feel it in your fucking chest. Fucking loud ass. Feel music. it in your fucking gym. And dude. there are like... benefits to having a the loud sound that I did not even think of. Like, yep, the way that the soundtrack is almost like you know like people fucking like to say shit like the soundtrack was its own character but when the soundtrack is loud enough to where you're constantly feeling it it does feel like its own character where it's setting the scene and like you can setting the the pace of it the tone you can feel it get sucked out when it goes to absolute silence and like you can tell that like you know the composer is trying to add to whatever is going on in the scene there and of course you can still hear that to some extent in IMAX or a standard showing but it's not as amplified and you're not as uh, aware of it maybe you're like maybe on more of a subconscious or subtly subtle level you are but god also there's this certain scenes where the characters use this like ability where they talk and I don't want to go too much into what that is but the fucking bass that comes through in the RPX viewing, fucking God, it makes it such a more intense, badass feeling. I don't know. Yep. What were your thoughts, Alex? Uh, IMAX versus uh, RPX. Um, you touched on the screen a little bit. Um, the screen size. Uh, first, I want to touch on that as well. The screen size I liked a little bit better. Um, it was just a little bit 
taller and then it it felt more cohesive for me watching it on that screen now that being said there was a couple scenes actually in the imax showing that uh i felt like were almost blurry like i i don't know how it was like during scenes where uh it was like super duper early in the morning right like before the sun is out but like you can tell it's like gonna be rising like in the next hour you know where it's like that weird darkness um but you can see i don't know so like in those scenes where it was like that time of day it almost felt like grainy or like like i couldn't see as clearly as i could in the rpx so that was like a little bit strange um but those were like those moments were very few and far between um and it wasn't like by any means dramatic like it wasn't you know wasn't like uh, fucking up my experience or anything um on the sound level though man that when the movie first started so at the very beginning of the movie you know i'm not gonna say what gets said but there's dialogue that happens okay and in rpx oh, dude, what a spoiler dialogue, oh my god it comes in just so crisp and like you're like like this person whoever who's speaking is just whispering into your ear like and you're fucking like you're like oh fuck like damn i'm immediately in this i'm immediately in it and in the imax i felt kind of like oh man like i kind of feel like i'm just watching the movie at home but i'm on a big ass screen like the audio is like coming from like it feels a little bit far away I felt like, man, it could, this audio could be like a little bit more, have some oomph, you know? Um, so that was kind of a bummer. That was kind of a bummer, honestly. Um, the audio did get better throughout the movie, but yeah, it just didn't slap as hard. Uh, and I think that makes a big difference, not only on the ear, but the feeling entirely like of the movie, when you get enveloped with like the sound, it helps to immerse you and it can be intense, but it's also like that adds to the experience. It's fucking sick. So, RPX, highly recommend. Besides besides comparing those, Dune, fucking incredible. Really cool. Fucking, you know, it's a triple-A budget sci-fi film, but it also feels kind of very artsy. Like, there are a lot of shots and scenes in there that maybe didn't need to be in there. You know, they might have been cut from a bigger film, like a Marvel movie. But, you know, this this film has a strong uh, cinematographer. And so, God, that movie is gorgeous. I'm fucking... It was even better the second time, and I'm excited, even more excited now for the sequel. Do you think it's uh, the movie of the year? Ooh. What else came out this year? The the French District, or whatever. French Dispatch. The French Dispatch? Dude, <laughs> I, I talked to you about how, trying to see that movie. I I heard the, the episode where you guys were talking about it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, man, that's been a struggle. I guess Sadness. I'll have to be waiting till next year to see that, or whenever it comes out on streaming services. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. I'm a sucker for anything with Owen Wilson in it, so I'm stoked. Same. <laughs> yeah, we're big fans of Owen Wilson over here. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love Owen Wilson. I'd say uh, Dune was better than uh, Shang Chi. Uh, by far. Yeah. Personally, I have yet to see Shang Chi. I've heard literally nothing but good things, though. Highly recommend. I'm, like taking a little glance at the fucking movies that have come out this year um i mean i haven't seen suicide squad suicide squad was very very good i liked doing more but suicide squad high recommend it's so much better than the first one or the uh, one that came out before 
I think because of COVID, a lot of stuff got delayed past this. Yeah. Past this I, year. I, like this list I'm looking at is ranking Pig at number one with Nicolas Cage, and I haven't seen that one yet. I've been, I've been planning to watch it with uh with Alex soon though. Holy shit! The Paul the Paw Patrol movie released this year. Oh shit! Fucking crazy! What the fuck have we been doing? <laughs> so yeah, Talking I got Dune this entire time. Dune is my uh, topic right now. Okay, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I feel like it's a pretty safe pick at this point. Yeah, until I see French Dispatch and Spider-Man uh, Far From Home or whatever the fuck it's called. Um, not Far From Home, I don't think so, but something like that. That game, that one looks like it could, you know, if Far From Home or whatever it is, the next Spider-Man coming out in December, if that one pulls out not only Tobey Maguire but Andrew Garfield, I'll fucking, I'll lose my fucking <laughs> shit. I'm going to be so happy when that happens, dude. Uh Moving forward, we got two more <laughs> movies to talk about before you guys uh, play your rematch game. Uh, Uncharted. Absolutely. We talked about this for a bit. Um, this is coming out February 18th. Tom Holland is playing Nathan Drake. Mark Wahlberg is playing Victor Sully Sullivan. Uh, I think my favorite talking point that we brought up last time was Uncharted already aims to be a cinematic movie-like experience, you know, inspired by not only Tomb Raider, but, you know, a film, Indiana Jones. Um, so it's kind of weird and felt to me like a back step or a step back to be like, okay, now we're going to make this a movie, right? Because video games, in my opinion, are a greater experience or at least have the potential to be a greater experience than a, than a movie. And especially with Uncharted, it accomplished that. Like it's, it feels like a movie. It has those grandiose, great epic action sequences and those intimate emotional moments, but also you get to play through them and like, you know, you get to experience that yourself to some degree. So Uncharted, I just don't think will be able to capture the same highs that um, the games do. But maybe for a casual viewer, it'll, you know, give them a taste of what it's like. But also, Uncharted yeah. is just kind of just uh, like I was like looking at the trailer. And I was like, what about this screams Uncharted? Right. And it's like a lot of these things that make Uncharted Uncharted are already present in a lot of just action movies. And I, I didn't really see very many scenes of him searching for treasure. And, you know, also Uncharted always has a supernatural third act like that is part of what the uncharted formula and i don't maybe they're you know maybe they're holding off on showing that but if that doesn't happen it really won't feel like uncharted to me so i don't know what did you what did you guys think personally um, uh, oh go ahead alex oh i won't have a lot to add because i haven't played uncharted um i just want to say though on that note this kind of seems like uh, maybe it's something to get more attention to Uncharted for people who haven't played Uncharted. Like, this is going to reach an audience that might not even know about Uncharted or, like, has never played it and never bothered to go pick it up. It might cause said audience to go and fucking be like, what is the game about? Since the movie is based on the game. So. Word up. I agree. Yeah. Um, my... My couple takes are uh, to to just blow through the, the kind of lame uh, surface level stuff. Um, I think Tom Holland isn't a great pick. I think uh, Nathan Fillion is a way better pick um, for uh, portraying Nathan Drake. Uh, for whatever reason, whenever I say t- see Tom Holland, he just he's always going to be that like 
uh, Peter Parker, like little dork dweeb uh, actor. And I know he's a fantastic actor. I just, I don't really, it's hard for me to picture him like replacing the role of uh, who, who's the voice actor? Nolan North for, is that who voices? Yeah. 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 Nathan Drake. It's going to be, there's, those are such big shoes to fill. And I just don't know if Tom Holland can fully uh, envelop the charisma that Nolan North just absolutely mainlines into that character. Um, as well as, uh, I, I like, I'm a little bummed to see that it looks like it's based off a game. Like it, it looks like the story is based off of the game, like, uh, sequences that take place in a game that I've already experienced. Like if this is an entirely fresh, new uncharted movie, like uncharted experience, I would be a lot more interested in that, uh, since I've already played a lot of the games. And if this is just like a retelling of the third game, then I don't know what uh, is really left for me to enjoy in this film. I would counter that with saying, I think it would be kind of upsetting if you went and saw an Uncharted movie and not only do the actors not look like the characters, the story is also completely different than any of the games. Like I think in them adapting the game, they do need to incorporate some elements that we've already seen and played in the game and now are seeing in live action, right? Like we're getting sequences from Uncharted 3 and that's like when I was looking for the moments, it's like when I was watching the trailer and being like, what makes this an Uncharted? Like what screams Uncharted here? The only thing I can think of was the sequence from Uncharted 3 where he's climbing the fucking shit coming out of the plane. Right. I would say because they're adapting, I, I would I would agree with you if that it was literally any other game that wasn't a Naughty Dog game. Because the biggest thing that uh, is going for Naughty Dog is like their storylines and uh, the movie experience. And because, once again, I've already gotten that, then I feel like I'm just going to be experiencing the same thing except lesser now. So I feel like what they should do is, in in this specific instance of adapting a, a game to a movie, is just adding their own entire new... Uh, storyline with use the same uh, bombastic set pieces that Uncharted is known for like the fucking like the train sequence where it's like hanging off the side of uh, a cliff or like adding really good uh, dialogue between Sully and Nathan Drake or like this really charismatic evil villain that they have to stop add those Uncharted elements but uh do your own story and make your own explosive set pieces that makes the movie your own. Cause otherwise you're very clearly going to be outshined by the games. I have a question for you guys. Mm-hmm. What movie, what, what game would you want adapted to live action? If you were going to choose one, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the, the, the film pixels already exists, Kelton. Uh, so I, I have no reason to answer this question. I I I understand. <laughs> you fool. Um, that's not actually my answer. <laughs> also, the Super Mario Brothers movie and the new one as well. That's true. All masterpieces and all classics in their own right. For me, I'd probably go um, with Bioshock or Bioshock Infinite. I think that would lend itself so well to both just good storytelling as well as like really good horror elements. Like, holy shit. Like, the amount of... Like, the environment alone is so, like, marketable and cool. I think that's a really good pick, Hilton. I agree. That is a really good pick. Um, damn. 
<laughs> I, I just had a fucking game in mind and my my mind got fucking blown open by the bioshock idea because <laughs> everything i haven't actually played that game myself but like everything mason has like fucking gone in depth my roommate uh has gone in depth super in depth just telling me like everything about the game like because he loves that fucking game series were you thinking of maybe like um, leisure suit larry <laughs> Uh, I don't even know. <laughs> That's a great so, game. It's really, a great it's game. Really right good there. that you don't know where it is. Oh, I remember what I was thinking. Um, I think it might be kind of cool to see like one of the or like the Jack and Daxter stuff. Um, I could see that being like a, dude, a hit DreamWorks film. When or fucking something. Ratchet and Clank yeah. bomb. They canceled the Sly Cooper movie. I was so bummed because Sly. If this, dude, I would oh. love a Sly Cooper film. That'd be sick. Like a dude, heist film. The trailer for it. Came Sly out. Cooper in it. The fucking trailer dropped and they never dropped the movie. No way. Yeah, you Damn, can go look up the fucking sucks. trailer and like that's like I was so bummed because I was like, oh man, I really hope that they remaster the first Sly Cooper game in the same way that they did the Ratchet and Clanks, you know, like a game based on the movie based on the game or whatever, but never happened. Ooh, fucking, what was that one series? Ah, oh, man, with the with the kid with the superpowers in Seattle. Oh, God. Oh, Chronicle? Not Chronicle. Ah, uh, oh, fucking hell. Uh, Infamous? Infamous. That would be a cool one if done That's right. exactly what I was going to say. I was going to say Infamous. Yeah, because that shit's sick. People love. Superpowers. I mean, it, it it's kind of already been done, I guess. There's nothing really that separates Infamous from like Marvel, I guess, or like yeah. superpower mo- hero movies that's already been done. It would adapt well, but like I don't think it would make anything unique or add to the zeitgeist. Um, I I was thinking, uh, like honestly, like I think, like I know I already brought Titanfall two up a lot, but like I think Titanfall two. But in the style of like a like a serious like kind of like Saving Private Ryan style film, like a like an old war movie, except in that kind of universe, like I, I think that'd be kind of yeah, sick. I could see that. Um, man, yeah, that would be cool. Did either oh, of you cool. watch the Final Fantasy fifteen animated movie with uh, whatever his name is from uh, Breaking Bad? No. Jesse? Yeah, dude. I forget his acting name. Aaron Paul. He voices one of the main Aaron characters. Paul. I did not. I, I watched Final Fantasy Advent Children, though. Oh, man. You've been in it, then. <laughs> Speaking of being in it, though, Buzz Lightyear is inside of a rocket ship in the new trailer for uh, Lightyear coming June 17th next year. Chris Evans is voicing Buzz Lightyear. This is the story of the man that the Buzz Lightyear toy from Toy Story is based on and the cartoon, if you've ever seen it on the Disney uh, ch- TV channel, that cartoon is also a fictional version of the events that this fucking guy lived. <laughs> so Dude, it, it took me so long to realize, like it took me to like, the very end of the trailer to be like, Oh He's not the toy. <laughs> He's like a like an actual man who the toy was based off of. Yeah, dude. Like people, I've exactly. seen the shared reaction. Like, what the fuck is this? And it's like, this is the man. 
That's fucking sick. That sounds awesome. The man. Yeah, dude. Like, part of me is like, why didn't Pixar just make a new fucking sci-fi story if they wanted to make animated Interstellar? But then at the other fucking <laughs> side, it's like, I guess they can tap into the fans of Toy Story with this fucking thing. Yep. We're going to th- get Zerg. I think where that sprouted from was they're like, we want to make Toy Story stuff, but clearly we can't put Tim Allen in anything. And so they're like, <laughs> I didn't know I was going to make that joke too. <laughs> so we want to continue with this character, but Tim Allen's canceled himself. <laughs> so uh, a Buzz Lightyear standalone film? Hell yeah. <laughs> Let's get it going. Chris Evans? He's not problematic. Yeah. He's so. just... A handsome, uh, muscular man. What's problematic about that? So, yeah. Lightyear. Go look up the trailer if you're so inclined. It looks surprisingly good. I didn't think that I was going to, like, be as into the idea of it uh, when I first saw the trailer. But it looks actually, like, the animation looks really good, which is to be expected. And it it looks genuinely gripping, uh, which I did not think that I would be that into that kind of thing. Buzz Lightyear's fluffy 4K HD hair? So weird. (laughs) Dude, seeing Buzz Lightyear with hair, like, trip me out uh, pretty pretty immensely. I'm not going to be... I'm going to be honest. Dude, I realized I always just assumed he had a purple buzz cut. (laughs) I assumed that little, like, uh, like hood was just, like, fused to his skull. Yeah, he's, like, part robot. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Super bummed to see yeah. that Buzz Lightyear actually has uh, hair and not it's, it's not just purple material. But, you know. Honestly, just bummed that he's an actual <laughs> man. Why can't they just send a living sentient toy into space? What the fuck? Yeah, are we going to get a fucking Woody movie about an actual cowboy? Yeah, who's incredibly oh, racist and gets awful. arrested for cocaine charges. <laughs> <laughs> Bro. There's a snake in my butt. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, alright, sweet, alright This is gonna be such a long episode, man Here yeah, we go Sorry, guys Nah, dude, this is great I think this might, might We might make it into the longest Sweet, peaceful episode ever, dude it's fucking, Fuck yeah It's good, the last episode is really short PR, so here we baby. go Here we go, guys Yeah, it's like we're making, we're up, making for up for it, for it. Uh, Fucking parental advisory For those who don't know well, for those who don't know, Cam beat Alex this morning, so we're going to see what happens this time on the actual we'll official rematch time. Parental Advisory is a game where every movie has a page on IMDb. On these pages, there's a Parental Advisory section for parents to go on and write little blips, little uh, little comments about the movie for other parents to read um, and decide whether or not the movie is appropriate for their child to view. Helps them... Uh, kind of suss out the the waters before they take a dip so i picked out five movies went on their parental advisory pages picked out five little blips written by parents i'm going to go down they're going to get more obvious as i go on alex and cam are going to try to guess what the movie is and for a bonus point at the end there's a link that links all these movies um in theme so if you figure that out do not say it out loud until i ask at the end uh and you'll it's a bonus one point or bonus two points I'm going to say it's a bonus one point because sometimes the link can really fuck up a game. So, <laughs> all right, without further ado, 
An orderly at a mental institute is hit across the face by a broom handle. Blood spurts. Uh, Shutter Island. No. I just watched that movie, though. It's nice. a good one. Hint number two. A man in a bar is smoking a cigar. Hmm. Felt like a Dr. Seuss line. Cam, Cam, you got any guesses? Is Cam there? Yeah, you guys are kind of dropping in and out. Let me... <laughs> let, let me see if I can reconnect my Wi-Fi real quick. What's going down? Oh, you guys are good. Cool. Um, All right. Something fixed it. Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah. Hell yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, let's play. Uh, number one. Let's get to playing, boys. An orderly at a mental institute is hit across the face by a broom handle. Blood spurts. Is it One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? No, but that's a really good movie. Um I recommend for anyone who hasn't seen it. Do we do we only and, get one uh, like vote per nah, hint? It's okay. real free form. Um, okay, sick. But if guesses start flying out and you guys aren't getting it, I am just going to go straight into the second hint. Is is it Shutter Island? No, it's a good guess. I guess a so. man in a bar <laughs> is smoking a cigar. To Wolverine. And a man in a lake is using a rake. I'm just kidding. But no, that's a good guess. It's not Wolverine. Oh, I guess like X-Men 1 is a better mm-hmm. way of saying it. It's not an X-Men film. Okay, cool. Is it uh, the Wolverine? Is Insomniac's new Wolverine game? I wish. <laughs> Rats. It's actually Logan. Uh, <laughs> next hint, 18 uses of fuck. 16 is used in the first 29 minutes. Then the rest is used only two more times. So this is a really helpful hint because I count the number of fucks in every single film I watch. And so let me just uh, see the chart. And you compare the first half to the second half. <laughs> exactly. <fucks>. Exactly. <laughs> I don't even watch films uh, to really watch films, pub? you know. I'm just more of a stats guy. There were multiple little blips written in this movie about how the first half is really explicit and the second half is not. Interesting. Damn, the mouse yeah. stabbing scene may frighten some. The mouse stabbing scene? Mouth. This, this is stabbing. That, oh, mouth stabbing. Okay. Oh. Oh fuck. I don't think I don't I, know if I've yeah, seen same. this. Um, I would <laughs> willing to bet money that at least one of you has seen this. Okay. Wow. Mouth I haven't stabbing seen it. scene. Is it oh, is it the dark knight? <laughs> no. Okay. A tavern waitress uh, is aroused by a nude T-800. Her sexually suggestive reaction is only visible through the Terminator's point of view. No explicit nudity is shown. Terminator? Is it Terminator 2? It is Terminator 2. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Rest in peace. <laughs> I was waiting for T-800 to give it away. Um, but yeah, I haven't seen Terminator 2. I've only, only seen Terminator 1. Yeah, I've, I've heard it's I've fantastic. Heard this, I, I heard the, the second Terminator one is where movies. they really peaks. Yeah, that's what I... I've heard it's like one of the greatest sequels of all time. Mm-hmm. But I've, ne- I've never seen it, unfortunately. I watched Terminator 1 with my girlfriend and she disliked it so much she doesn't want to watch Terminator 2 and I was like, but that's where it's supposed to get good. <laughs> the next movie. There is some kisses. Ooh, kisses. Um, 
Oh. I wouldn't know anything about that because I'm a bit I'm a strict no kissing fan. Uh straight to the the Stardew Valley sex for me. Straight to the action. Yeah. Um let's say the notebook. <laughs> I I actually really like the notebook. I'm gonna be honest, guys. I'm gonna be I honest cry every time. I've never seen the notebook. I cry every time, dude. I love Ryan Gosling. I, I too love Ryan Gosling. I love Drive is what I love. Him sitting out of the house outside of a house he built with his own hands with a beard. Love it, dude. Um hit number two. Humans ambush another group of humans fighting for the bad guys. Several of the bad guys humans are shot with arrows and we see several humans dead bodies. <laughs> is this Star Trek? It is the notebook. I'm just kidding. No, it's not Star Trek. <laughs> Hmm. so there's human there's non-human things there's arrows and kissing <laughs> smooches is this uh robin hood nope hit number three several characters smoke pipes and drink wine and ale though they never get drunk is oh jeez. um Yeah, I'm kind of, I don't know. It's still pretty vague. I bet everything that I own and all of my money that you've both seen this movie. You don't know me, Kelton. Is it it Lord of the Rings? That's a series. Lord of the Rings Rings 3. (laughs) (laughs) You fucking blasphemous fucking trash mouth, dude. Lord of the Rings is not... There's no three. Oh, Return of the King, whatever. Fuck no, off. it's not Return of the King. <laughs> two towers. It's a two towers. Nice, nice. Good get, good get. Final two hints. In a very sad, intense scene, children go to war. <laughs> Calvary men charge Calvary orcs. Soldiers on both sides are stabbed, speared, deci- de- decapitated, and limbs are hacked off. We see bloodied swords and several bodies on the ground. Hell no, yeah. Next, limbs are next. hacked off. Next movie, hit number one, kissing. Ooh, it's Lord of the Rings, Fuck. uh, Twin Towers, Two Towers, <laughs> Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings one. <laughs> um, Star Wars three. There is kissing in that. That's episode three, you fucking bastard. No. Go fuck, dude. <laughs> hit number two, some scenes of sword fighting. Um, uh, Dragonheart. No, Deep Pool, though. Braveheart. <laughs> nope. Number three. A man falls off a building and lands in a river. He is thought to be dead, but it is later revealed that he survived. Uh, this is, uh, <laughs> Jesus, why am I not? Black Panther. No. <laughs> sword fighting. I guess maybe, yeah, I guess there's sword fighting in that film. Damn, I didn't even remember. Hit number four. This is where maybe the, you'll start narrowing it down a bear is chained and tortured or baited as a way to amuse the king's court during a feast uh let's see here oh um, i would not bet anything that both of you guys have seen this movie sick yeah. um if and if one of you gets this i'm gonna be fucking really impressed and i'm gonna think you're super cool 
Oh wow, God, Kelton, I demand that respect from you. Um, my confidence is. I, I need on this. this. Yeah, <laughs> all my confidence <laughs> is coming from this win. Come on. Um, so it's Hit a, it's, a five. It's, it's clearly a fantasy film, Alex. Hit number five. The bear king... baiting scene can be very intense and upset younger children and or humanitarians or otherwise sensitive individuals. Also, fun fact, the, this is all of the all of the parent blips. There was only five, five, five. Interesting. Five. So this is it. There was no greater hint that was more revealing. Can you read that hint again? The bear baiting scene can be very intense and upset younger children and or humanitarians or otherwise sensitive individuals. I don't fucking know what this is. The the Green Knight. (laughs) No, it's not the Green Knight. I'll give you guys a little extra hand. This movie's animated. Oh, um, is it the Black Cauldron? No, but that's a that's another deep pull there. The movie that almost killed Disney. Oh yeah, I've never seen the Black Cauldron. Um, I've seen animated. the Black Cauldron. Uh, it's animated. It's got a shithead king in it. Little Bear, <laughs> Little Bear the movie. <laughs> not Little Bear. Bro- brother can, Bear, not Brother Bear. I know I can Aww. get this. Um, <laughs> animated medieval movie I haven't seen. This movie yeah. went straight to video. Yeah, I probably gave up. Yeah, I gave up too. This movie is Pocahontas 2, Journey to a New World. Yep, oh, you you fuck. <laughs> of course All there's right. only five comments. Only five people have ever seen this fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. I heard that movie is, has some problematic racism in it. Next movie, Brief I'm Smoking. Sure Brief Smoking is seen by two women in the park. Two women in the park. Yep, nothing. Next hit. <laughs> Buzz says enough of this goofy shit before hastily changing tack and finishing with a show of emotion. Buzz. Yep, nothing. Same. Yep. Next one. Marv tries to flirt with the woman. She slaps him. Home Alone 2. It is Home Alone 2. Lost in Holy shit. Nice. I've never even seen Home Alone 2. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Final two hints. The finale of the movie is considerably darker than the original as the two primary antagonists seem genuinely prepared to kill Kevin. The leader tries to shoot a woman who is trying to save Kevin and only fails to do so as the trigger of his gun is too slippery and with grease for him to pull. Final hint. Jesus. Harry and Marv point a gun at Kevin. The bird lady throws bird seeds at them and they eat on them and yell. The birds eating on them is the funny part of this scene. Final movie. Good thing she lets you know. This fucking movie was so hard to pull hints from that didn't immediately give away the film. And uh, I bet you guys are going to get it very fast. First hint. The main character's aunt and their friends have champagne. Is it Harry Potter 2? (laughs) It's Harry Potter (laughs) 2. Fuck yeah. Nice. Chamber of Secrets. On fire. (laughs) A ghost is revealed to have died from a snake's gaze. Two boys eat cupcakes laced with knockouts. Throughout the film, Harry hears the voice of the snake. The voice is extremely creepy, will frighten younger viewers. Ron occasionally says bloody hell. God damn it, Ron. (laughs) Ron says bloody hell. That just narrows it down to every single Harry Potter film. (laughs) 
Cam takes home the win again. Uh, God damn, baby. Back to first, back. Let's go. First recorded win, though. So here that's we true. go. Hell yeah, dude. That was, uh, that's going to wrap up episode 63 of the Sweet Peaceful. Thank you so much for coming on, Cam, and, uh, and putting hey, what's the link right bro? in his place. Uh, I don't know. You fucking tell me. Oh, my God. Cam, you got any guesses on the link? What? The link. The link. What do all these movies have in common? Oh, oh, there's a link? Um, fuck. We, we had, so it was what Harry are, Potter all the to Home. Oh, they're all sequels. Chamber of Secrets. They are nice. all sequels. And by the way, if you guys like sequels, uh, if you go to the Trash Cat podcast, we recently did a debate on the best sequels in all of uh, entertainment. So that? you guys should go check that out. That fact, plus the fact that all your video game favorites are sequels, is why I did this. Sick. Nice. But yeah. Terminator 2, Lord of the Rings 2, Pocahontas 2, Home Alone 2, Harry Potter 2. Well done, dude. Pocahontas 2, obviously the wild card in there. Yeah, that one fucking hit different. Yeah, I googled worst <laughs> yeah. sequels of all time. That was in there. Nice. Along Sick. with Home Alone. I actually don't mind Home Alone 2. I watched it last December, right after uh, Home Alone 1, little back-to-back. I've heard oh, Home Alone, yeah, like, almost nothing but good things about Home Alone 2. That's shocking. It's just way more violent and not as heartwarming. There's, like, you know Home Alone 1 has that thorough line of, like, heartwarming mom, Mrs. Child, that, like, the holidays are about family. Home Alone right. 2 is like, let's fuck this fucking burglar up. Let's fucking bring it. Let's bring these burglars to the point of death. Like, any real <laughs> oh person God. would die from what's going on here. You know, that's what oh I thought was God. missing the entire time. Like, Marv gets hit in the face from Kevin throwing bricks down from, like, a 10-story building, and the brick hits him in the face, like, fucking eight times. Like, over and over, these bricks are just fucking smashing into his head. Like, you would die from a brick hitting Jesus. you from that high. <laughs> and then, like, they oh. say, like, just, just I got Home Alone 2 oh. is considerably more violent. But if you like comedic violence, Home Alone 2 is great. Fuck yeah, comedic violence. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Give me that give me that non-comedic violence in Home Alone. That's yeah. the that's where Home Alone 3 steps in and Kevin McAllister just becomes a full-blown murderer. Finally finishes <laughs> like, the job. I've seen Home Alone uh <laughs> 1 2 3 4 and I think 5 and Holy shit, there's more past 2. There's so many. Yeah, they just start having new kids. Um, <laughs> it's just not Kevin. even Kevin anymore. No. There's a new. We just discussed the newest one coming. Out. Yeah, the new one comes out this November. I, yeah, I think so. That one looks terrible too. Damn. I would. I would love to come on here and discuss uh, Christmas movie, movies with you guys once uh, the holidays come around. <laughs> Hell yeah! Hell yeah. <laughs> we'll definitely have you on again. Fuck yeah. Lit, dude. Well, thanks for coming, sweet peas. Thanks for coming, Cam. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. Stuck around this long. Uh, You know, thank you. Just thank you all. Everyone have a good week. Hope you fucking stay sweet out there. Stay sweet out there, sweetheart. Stay sweet out there. Take it easy, sweetheart. Stay fucking sweet out there, sweetheart. Yeah, keep it sweet, sugar tits. Babe, can we slow down and just instead have sex in Stardew Valley? Valley, 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 Valley.